0: Yes, you've arrived at the Legend Podcast at DaxmyHand.com. How did I become a legendary sports figure? How does anyone become legendary? It starts with a coach. Join us as we have conversations with coaches of all ages, experience, and expertise, and find out what does it take to lead athletes to legendary status. Really, you do have a lot of useless
1: knowledge up there in the head of yours.
0: We've got uh, Coach Ed Jones here, who probably most notably is known as my ninth-grade coach at North Marshall. I think when you stack everything together with Eddie Diaz, that's probably what most people know him as. So, uh, Coach, glad to have you here today.
1: Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here and uh, to be here with the legend, of course.
0: Uh. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, and on that on that thought here, Coach – When was the first time you remember meeting the legend, or what was your first experience with the legend? Well, I believe you came to North Marshall as a kind of
1: a chubby, blonde headed kid that had some good raw basketball talent. I remember some of the things uh, you could shoot the ball, and I remember, but some of the things we talked about that I thought eighth ninth graders would already know. Uh, it it seemed to evade you, or you didn't know one or the other, and you kind of giggled a little bit. And uh, but you go to work on it and uh, work those skills out. And we had a really good team down there uh, your freshman year, and and that group went on to make a good high school team.
0: I'm gonna only assume you're talking about defense, probably as one of the items, uh, and maybe even playing team ball, right? Team ball, team yeah. ball was
1: a big thing. That's uh, yeah, it, it, defense and team ball was probably something that we put a lot of emphasis on and probably hadn't been the emphasis that you'd been used to yeah
0: well i think that's a fair statement because as uh, for those of you who've listened to the podcast uh, entitled state championship dreams that's one of the things that i give you a lot of credit for is you know i came from a different system at redland where it was pretty much shoot the ball whenever you get it Defense wasn't really, uh, you know, uh, emphasized, and and, and like you said, team ball was not really something I had ever really had played, and so – that was kind of you you were my introduction to marshall county basketball in that way and and I give you a lot of credit in that podcast uh for, for having taught me that and kind of opened my eyes up to the the bigger game of basketball so i'll I'll always be indebted to you for that. Let's go back to your earliest athletic endeavors, talk about what got you into sports, maybe some of your early career things you remember uh about coming up as a as a ball player.
1: I grew up in and around uh the little town of Benton here and uh basketball was a the big thing uh my father was somewhat athletic he he was uh a- actually he played football in marshall county uh years and years ago and uh then uh baseball and uh, he never played a lot of basketball but it seemed to be the sport uh that uh, i really liked and chosen had a better opportunity and There were several of us uh, young guys that started out, played together. Tommy Morgan was uh, the guard that played opposite me in high school, and we we were playing together since we were in the third grade, and that was a a real asset to play with uh, some people like that. So we did that, and uh, basketball was was down somewhat uh, my junior high years and uh, even freshman year, but Coach Ferris came on the scene. And, uh, started the basketball program, uh, bringing it back to life. We had some, uh, pretty good teams my sophomore and junior year. And then our senior year, uh, we had a, we had a 30 and three team. And we were probably noted for the team that beat Heath, uh, in the semifinals of the regional tournament, the only loss they had that year. Now, what season would that have been? What year? That was, that was in 1955 56 year. And that was the first year that the present Benton Uh, middle school gym was built we started our season in that Uh, you know back in those days basketball was a pretty big community thing and I recall uh, uh, like maybe my eighth grade freshman year being in there practicing and at five o'clock people would start lining up to get tickets because there was three rows of bleachers and a row of chairs set up on each side uh, of the gym and there would be enough fans that come. Uh, it, it made it pretty easy to play his zone defense because the fans rounded out the corners. You didn't see the you didn't see the out of bound
0: lines in the corners. The old days. <laughs> kind of the fourth defender on right, the tab, right.
1: Right. Yeah. It was a kind of a home advantage to have that uh, situation, but uh, it was a pretty big thing back in 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 uh, the fifties.
0: Yeah. So uh so y'all you talked about y'all beat the Heath team which was you know I've actually heard about uh they were kind of the favorites in the region right Yes
1: yes they well in fact they were they were number 1 in the state mm-hmm. and uh, had not lost any, any games and we went to Heath and played them maybe 3 weeks before the season was over and I think they beat us uh, 7 points down there at Heath and uh we come back and played them in a regional tournament 1 in a 1 point uh in an overtime game and a lot of people say, "Well, you remember that that game, I do, but the game I remember more is the next night when we got beat by Mayfield and didn't go to the state tournament <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that that's the you know that a lot of times happens when you have a huge victory and you feel like you've climbed the mountain, but yet there's one more game yeah. to go uh sometimes there's a let down or that team just plays well right? Right, right so who who were uh who were some of the stars of the region in that time period? people we may have heard of." Uh, Martin Holland was probably, uh, one of
1: these, a 6'10, 6'11 guy. Um uh, Heath had some other good players. Uh, Jackie Payton, uh, uh, lived here in Marshall County now. He was on that team, had a couple good guards, uh, Jordan and Birdsong. Uh, Tillman had, uh, I can't recall the, some of the players that were on that team, but Tillman had an awful good team, uh, in that year. Uh, Mayfield, um, Rex Pfizer, and the story. Kid, we're, we're good, uh actually almo had a really good team that year uh and, uh, and in, in our district uh we were fortunate we beat almo five times that year wow well, <laughs> and they, uh, and weren't the districts there were a lot more teams in the district oh yeah back then, oh, right? it was a full week of playing just to get out of the district yeah talk about
0: that a lot of people don't realize that
1: yeah we uh i remember our first district pl- uh tournament was played over in the old car health building up in uh murray state mm-hmm. and uh I think there were 12 or 13 teams in the district, all the schools in Callaway County. And, of course, we had uh, Sharp and Calvert City and Hardin, Brewers, and Benton in this uh, county. And uh, there must have been seven or eight of those teams up in Callaway County. And they had some... Some real good teams, so it was a it was a week's battle to get out of the district tournament.
0: Yeah, it, it, almost like your own regional, right? Right <laughs> inside right, the district. Right. But I've I've went back in some of the record books and saw, uh, looked at some of those district games, and it, it's incredible how much ball you had to play to just get out of the district to get sure, into sure. the regional. So that that's a that's an interesting footnote for folks. So uh, so you finished up your high school career, and it was time to go to college or go to work. So talk to us about uh, about what you did there. Well, uh,
1: I grew up, uh, like I said, kind of a rural boy and, uh, like everybody else in the county, poor. And I kind of wanted to go to work and make money. So I had some, uh, some opportunities. I had some scholarship offers, uh, uh, my senior year. I spent a day with, uh, up in, uh, uh Western with, uh, Diddle. Yeah. And, uh, Diddle said, I- I'd like for you to come up here. I'd rather you go to a junior college and play two years. And uh, so I went down to uh, Holmes Junior College, had an offer there. Uh, Was that in Mississippi? That's in Mississippi. Yeah, that's back right. when they had a, a a real good league of junior college mm-hmm. uh, teams in Mississippi, and a lot of them went on, you know, that Odie Smith came yeah. out of the junior college. Yeah, went to down, Northeast Mississippi. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, actually, I even had a scholarship uh, offer from uh, one of your old coaches. Uh, Reagan was, Red uh, Reagan was coaching in, uh, down in uh, Northeast uh, Louisiana, Monroe, Louisiana, yeah. and uh, he had offered me a scholarship down there. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, Coach Burdett, coach at UT Martin, uh, had offered me a scholarship. But actually, I decided to turn those down. I, I had a couple uncles that uh, worked uh, in uh, Detroit in a Ford Motor Company, and they said, well, we'll get you a job up there. And so when school was out, I went to to Detroit with them. Well, fortunately for me, uh, they were not hiring. And I spent about three days, and I said, if you all give me the money for a bus ticket, I'm going back to Marshall County. Mm-hmm. So I came back and worked that summer on the pipeline and, and, and got to thinking it's going to get uh, – it's going to get cold weather. I need a place to play basketball. <laughs> so uh, I got a hold of Coach Burdett down at Martin, Tennessee, and he said, uh, yeah, we still got a scholarship. So uh, that's how I wound up down at UT Martin. I started my freshman year at, down at uh, Martin, Tennessee with okay. Coach Burdett down there. That was uh, probably – that That's probably the, – from the time I got to, to Martin to the season start, it was probably – as hard as I ever worked on my game to begin with, because Ferris and other people had said, uh, you know, you, you, you kind of learn what's going on your freshman year. You get to play some your sophomore year. By the time you're junior, senior, you'll be playing some basketball. And that wasn't really what I wanted to hear. So mm-hmm. I worked hard on my game. Uh, you know, I had access to the gym and worked hard on my game and, uh, it came uh, pretty close to time to start, and I said, "I, you know, I think I am going to play some basketball this year." And right before the season started, I said uh, to myself, uh, "I may start this game." You know, I think they had cut their two starting guards back, but I may get to start this game. And we played. Uh, we opened our season on Friday night after Thanksgiving in Oakland City, Indiana and it was one of those games i guess all that hard work had come together he started me and i got 40 points that night yeah what what a
0: way to start a career wow <laughs> Yeah, and, that and, you, and i'm the one doing the shooting coach come on now <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what the most opening.
1: points i ever got in yeah. in, 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 a, in a game I, uh, and there were some times that coach gave me an opportunity to do that i was out we had a game one and and, and he put me back in and and I I was at 39 and he wanted me to go above 43 that was an individual record mm-hmm. but uh I never I never did do that and uh but it was uh it was a good freshman year it made it easy for me I think I set six school records that year as a freshman down there and mm-hmm. so that just made my career easy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, uh, you know, you, you so you've played all four years at Martin. And, and if I'm not correct, were you not the leading scorer when you left the all time? Yeah. 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 That,
1: uh, uh, actually, at the end of my sophomore year, a uh, coach came to me and he said, um, uh, you know, said, uh, I'd really like for you to continue playing here. But he said, uh, I know you can play some other places. And he said, if you decide to go, let me help you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Judy and I had just gotten married at, um, at, during the uh, summer between my sophomore and junior year. And I was thinking about going off to another school and, uh, and, you know, everything new. I, I, I said, I'm playing all the basketball I want to play. And I stayed there, but I know I had an opportunity because we played my freshman year, uh, twice in Nashville against, uh, Vanderbilt and against, uh, uh, the, uh, Lipscomb team and, uh, after that, uh, Coach Skinner was at Vanderbilt, and he was at our game my sophomore year. And he was a Paducah guy, correct? Yes, he was. Yeah. He, and and I was one of the people that Coach Burdett was talking about. Also, Memphis State, uh, we played in Memphis and uh, uh, my sophomore year. He was at our game, and uh, he told me, he said, you know, they can't talk to you, but I, I can talk for you. But anyway, I, I stayed on at UT Martin. I got to play all the basketball I wanted to and had a good career and and really enjoyed my time down there.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, so talk about your coach there. Were there some things you picked up from him that you used later or uh, what are your recollections of him?
1: Well, uh, Coach Burdett had coached at Alabama in the SEC when actually he ran second uh, – Alabama ran second to uh, Kentucky when they had the Fabulous Five there. But he was from Martin, Tennessee. He played he played basketball at Murray State. Oh, okay. And uh, his family was back there. His uh, his mother was back there. And he came back. He left Alabama and came back and uh, coached there. And so he had uh, some big time college experience, both playing and coaching, uh, while he was there at Martin. And I did. I learned a lot of things uh, from uh, from the coach that. Uh, I didn't think about it. I Actually, I did not prepare myself to coach. Didn't think I was going to coach when I got out of school. But, uh, uh, as I did, I looked back at some of the things that I learned from Coach Burdett and they were, they were quite helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, for instance, uh, one Saturday night we, uh, we played a team that we should have beaten, and we didn't play very well, and we were kind of yah-yahing at each other like players do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it was on a Saturday night, and we finished the game, and the coach says, Okay, we've got a five o'clock practice in the morning. Uh,. When that practice was over, our team was all together. And you know who was on the other end? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, things like that, yeah, yeah. you learn from, from coaches. And uh, that, that's how I, I did that. I, I just picked up uh, things from coaches through the years, beginning with him. I, I learned a lot about coaching basketball from Patino. I went to several of his clinics. I was at a rub clinic. Uh, uh, and, and they all – added to mm-hmm. uh, the things that I felt that I was able to accomplish in coaching. Yeah.
0: So you so you get out of college and uh, talk about what you did after that. Did you go immediately into coaching, or did you do something else first?
1: Uh, well, uh, actually, uh, what got me started to thinking about coaching was Coach Burdett called me up and said, I'd like for you to come back and be the assistant down here. Well, this is a small school, and back in uh, 1960, uh you had to teach classes, and it was a it was a different situation than it is now. And I had an agriculture degree, and he said, you can't teach agriculture, so we're going to have to get something else. And I started to Murray State doing some graduate and undergraduate work all at the same time. And I'd gone to work at uh, one of the plants at Calvert City. I worked at uh, Arco Chemicals at that time as a lab tech. And uh, so I was working and going to school before I got all the certification to go back and, and coach with Burdette, uh, he had uh, I don't know lost his job or retired something down there, and uh, but I was already thinking about coaching, so I said that'd be a, that, that, I think that's what I'm going to do, leave the lab and and, and go into coaching. Uh, I sent out some questionnaires. I had some opportunities to to go some places, and and Ferris retired at Benton joe warren moved up the head coach and it left an assistant and so that's how that's where i started i started uh that was about four years after i had gotten out of uh, college that uh i'd been going to murray state all that period of time but i started uh, about about four years after graduation from college at uh, benton as an assistant coach
0: okay so that's pretty cool you go back to your alma mater and and kind of talk how that went how what was your experiences there at benton
1: well, uh, it was a good experience. Of course, uh, in uh, 1964, uh, school teachers didn't make much money and coaches didn't make much money around here, but uh, we started there. And uh, I think they had, they did not have middle school, junior high, eighth grade, ninth grade basketball. So I started that just on my own. Through the eighth grade, ninth grade, middle uh i mean uh, junior varsity and varsity games i sit through about 80 games that year wow. <laughs> uh, it was quite busy but it it was uh again a, a starting of a learning experience and uh, i enjoyed that i enjoyed coaching with uh, coach warren there for five years he got out of coaching got into real estate i brought russell anderson in to to coach with me there and and we coached uh, together there until the until the col- consolidation of the new high school out there
0: so you were the last benton high school coach yes okay. yes mm-hmm. so uh, any memorable experiences or, or thoughts about you know, your benton teams through that time
1: there were some g- ex- good experiences and bad experiences you know i had one uh, one team we had one team out there i think we won one game one year it was uh it was a you know, a terrible year for the boys and for me, and I hated it for the kids. We had some uh, we had some good years out there. We never got, you know, we got into the regional tournament. We never got beyond that. Probably had at a, at a lot of boys that I appreciated coaching and remember them. Uh, probably one of the most memorable was David Davis. Uh, I coached him beginning in the seventh grade all the way through high school, and uh, he wound up being the uh, – the leading scorer that Benton had ever had
0: and now the court is actually named uh, after him right? yes it at is Benton. yeah yeah because he came back
1: uh the same thing as I did he came back to his alma mater and he had um, a terrific career coaching girls basketball at the Benton Mid- Middle School I don't know how many of those district championships he won and uh so forth but he was uh uh, one of the experiences I think was unique, I think maybe we'd mentioned this sometime in the past, was um, David was a big score, And if there had been a three-point line, uh, no telling how many points he would have gotten, but uh, because he liked to shoot from the deep corner, kind of like where Dax Mayan liked to shoot from,
0: <laughs> he must have been a heck of a guy. Yeah, he was say.
1: a he was a shooter and a baseball player too, <laughs> and right? a baseball player too. He he played some college baseball, uh, so there's a little similarity there. But we played in Lone Oak on a Tuesday night, and uh, David got uh, 44 points down at Lone Oak on Tuesday night, and that was a pretty big that was a pretty big scoring night. So we got quite a round up, and then we went uh the following Friday night to Callaway County. That night, David got twenty three field goals and never went to the free throw line. And I've told people that would not happen this day in time. He'd been shooting. He'd been shooting with his right hand free throws after a while. Some coaches wouldn't yeah. would not let the guy get twenty three field goals. That's
0: got to be a record somewhere. I mean, I don't know how you would quantify that record, but that many field goals without a free throw. That's yeah. that's yeah. crazy. It was. It was. So were most of them from outside? I. Oh yeah. Yeah, it yeah. had To be.
1: He yeah. got daddy and he got a lot of uh, bunny layups uh because he 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 guarded the guard out there and he had this sense about uh, when uh, the boys would rebound they they did let him get it to him but he had this sense that he knew just when to really take off down the floor, and he get that little lob pass down there, and and he got a lot of layups getting out in front of people, because I think he he was pretty quick, but he also had had a, a sense of just being able to know when to release and get you know the other guys back. But yeah.
0: So the schools consolidate. What'd you do
1: after consolidation? Where'd you go from there? The first year of consolidation, I went in as athletic director at Marshall County High School. But that was a short term uh it, it, the superintendent at that time he and i did not see everything alike and so it really wasn't working out uh we got uh, bobby miller was the principal he and i got to the, the uh schedule the school ready to go and so forth and uh but things just weren't working out so in october i went down to north marshall till october in october of that year i left uh this school system and I went to work for University of Kentucky as a in as a rural development specialist. I worked with them for four years, uh, a job that I really really liked. Working all over the the western part of the state, just uh, going into communities and helping them with uh, water districts and uh, recreational development, whatever. And uh, that was uh, a job that University of Kentucky was cutting out and after about four years they uh they cut out the funds for uh, regional development agents and i left that went back to the plant worked there uh, a while and decided i didn't like it the first time i'm not going to go back the second time Uh, i went to condor and uh, the, the superintendent i said hey i'd like to come back teaching and i'd like to teach in Marshall county and he's he said, Well said, uh, you know, we, we we didn't always see eye to eye, but said you can teach and coach and said, I got a job for you at North Marshall. Enjoyed my time down there. I spent twenty years down there.
0: Now let me go back to your A D days for uh, for just a second. That had to be quite a challenge, being the AD at a new high school that really kind of lacked facilities. Right, you you d- didn't have the gym at no, that point. No, didn't uh, the football field was North Marshall. Is that right? Right, right. So so kind of kind a of lo- a pretty tough gig. <laughs> I would it say, was.
1: It? it was. You know, uh, I, I as a coach there at Benton, I'd bought uniforms. Uh, you know, every year, but we we bid uniforms. I didn't know anything about it. the number the. Of popping and the color and all this kind of stuff that we had. Uh- uh, getting all the seating arrangements, getting the facilities ready was uh, it was a a big thing. I hated that that we that I didn't really stay with that. I, I just I don't know. I felt that time I needed to move on.
0: So you go to North Marshall and you you talk about some of the teams you had there and talk about your time at North Marshall and some of your remembrances of that during those
1: twenty years. Supportive administrators, uh, you know, uh, we had Jimmy Don Peck, Gene Brook. I had several that were very supportive, enjoyed the time. And it was one of those things that there were some some good players that came through during that period of time. Self, Cross, and Stokes, and uh, Beth Hall, and Blossom. and I I think my philosophy had had changed and grown a little from my high school coaching, being out for a while. And uh, what I enjoyed most, I enjoyed my practice time. I enjoyed teaching basketball. As a matter of fact, some of the administrators would talk about, well, we're going to add this game on. And I said, right, don't add on. We, you know, we were only playing 12, 13, 14 games. And I said, that's, uh, that's all the games I want. I want, I want some time to, to teach. I can't teach that much just during the game. We played those, and I, I said, hey, I, you know, I, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy teaching in the classroom. And I said, I got the biggest classroom in the building, a two-hour block of time.
0: If yeah. I send the kid out, they don't come back. Something I'm going to go back to, you know, my first experience with you. One thing that sticks with me when we talk about, you know, different philosophies of coaches that I played uh, for, is one thing I remember about you is when we went to the Jamboree, which was, you know, always a big thing in Marshall County, we didn't have an offense. You, you you had told us that you purposely wanted our offense to be the fast break. Our job was to get the ball and get to the other end as fast as we could and find our man. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that was my whole philosophy all the time. I li- I
1: really like the upscale, up pace uh, type of basketball. I found players coming in from uh, little leagues. I'd see them a lot of times in little league where there'd be 10 guys and you could throw a sheet over all of them, you know. And if you might recall, the the, the only offense that really we had was we we had a 1-2-2 two, two, and we'd set up on each side. We'd let postman try to post – if he's got the post, they get the ball to him. If not, he comes and sets a pick, and we do a pick and roll on that side. It, you couldn't cross the lane. You could go into the lane, but yeah. you couldn't cross the lane. I didn't, I didn't have my players crossing the lane, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't work on that side. We go to the other side over there. But most of the time, like I said, it was fast break, get up and down the court, do a lot of pressing, and that was primarily our, our offense. That was that was the style that I, I like to play. It uh, It seemed to work out. As you call probably the last practice we had, we were still doing an hour of drills, so yeah. fundamental drills every
0: yeah. day. You go. Well, you know, I can remember in that jamboree the fact that, you know, we won both our games in the jamboree. And it was all layups. We were shooting layups on other teams. In fact, uh were you on one of those teams, Shane? South Marshall, you weren't on the now? Throw a shout out to him. John Howell down the uh hall was uh watching us blow by him to shoot layups. So uh but, you know, it really it was a free flowing thing and it taught us to look for the open man, taught us to get the ball out, get the rebound, get it, move out and get the easy basket and uh and I never have forgot that. I've I've I don't know on um as I coached like little league teams and stuff, that was a philosophy I tried to take is, hey, let's get the easy layup. If we can push it up the court, and Shane remembers this from, from watching uh, my Little League teams, that's what we try to do. If we can beat you down short and shoot a layup, why not? You know,
1: I still believe in that type. Uh, uh, I, I think nowadays, if I were a high school coach, and they got big staffs now, definitely there would be one of my coaches i would hire and all he would do was work on skills and technique pull a guy aside um maybe after practice or uh in the morning before school just a few sessions of 15 20 minutes you know and there's so many skills and techniques that with a little work they can work on you know Pull, a, pull that elbow in a little bit, get the ball off the palm of your hand, get your hands ready for the shot, footwork, these type things. And even with the good players, uh, I think someone that's really skilled in that area could work with a with a kid, and, you know, become a 10%, 15% better player in just a little time. And, you you know, you multiply that five times, you got a better ball team out there.
0: Things I had never really learned prior to, to meeting you was posting up. I never – probably been shown how to post up, I played forward uh-huh, uh-huh. uh with your team, and uh you know I learned to post people uh you know entry passes into the big you know you talk yeah, about the big right. guy uh right. posts up you know I would pop out get the ball and try to push it into our big guys, so there are so many skills that I think kids are lacking today because it seems like. To me, it seems like it's all one-on-one. Everything They want to make everything one-on-one rather than the team concept.
1: And one of the things I think it does is uh, th- that I liked very much. In that offense that we had, it left the decision up to the players. They didn't have to look over to the bench and see if I was calling a play out mm-hmm. there. We'd practice the day before. We'd, we'd practice a pick and roll every day. You look in and 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 then those two players on that side would we, decide you know, I, I've got the opening here. We'd make the pass. And i just stand on this in practice, stand on the side and critique uh, uh, your pick and rolls. And you know, why didn't you bounce pass? Why didn't you lob pass? Why didn't you uh, go all the way? It's another thing that we did that I don't know. That I See even high school coaches uh, practicing much today. We had the warm up drills and a couple of things to do the lob pass. A lot of people don't realize, but in a in a game basketball game, there are several lob passes made. A lob pass on a fast breakout to a guy, a lob pass into the posted man, and that's another thing. I think it needs you need to practice if you're going to have a lot of those uh, type of opportunities.
0: You need to practice, and and so many you know so, nowadays it seems like. coming up all the kids do is play they just play games and they 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 miss out on that instruction time and you know going back to you know in my experience with you going back when i first moved up here you and i spent a lot of time together in your office discussing these things I, i i can remember you like the everybody would show up for practice and they'd be shooting and you'd have them give them an assignment and you and I might go up to the office, and I'm sure the other players as well, and you would just talk to me, you know, about things I need to think about. Or, or you know, a team, I really remember the team concept. We talked a lot about that, which I probably needed a lot of extra instruction on that, Shane. Uh, because, uh, but, but you you know, that was one thing you did, you know, outside the court. We talked about that. And, and I think that, that's a pretty successful strategy. It's
1: uh, one of the things I learned from a college coach. He did, uh, like I said, things got off to a, to a good start and had a good career uh down there maybe he uh developed any any type of leadership qualities i might have had uh, by pulling me in there were several times he'd pull me in and he'd talk about uh, things we need to do and so forth out there and and that's uh that's pretty important particularly if you're going to let the players make a lot of decisions i i like that i, I you know i've I probably couldn't coach today. I didn't I'd, – I'd, I'd get out there and practice, and we'd practice what we're going to do, and come game time, I'd sit over on the bench and watch you all play, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember that. I, you know, we've got videos of some of – at least one of our games, and you did set a lot. I mean, and we won the game – we won the district <laughs> championship, and, and you weren't up and about hollering and, and directing. I mean, the players kind of ran. But we – the thing was, you pre- you prepared us in practice – that we knew what we were supposed to do. Right. We didn't have to look to you for a lot of direction. You know, if we needed it, you would You would. Yeah, do I would
1: watch you. And, uh, you know, this team might score a couple of baskets in a row when you come down the floor and nobody's looking at the bench. And I said, well, they're not ready to talk yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got another basket and some guy peep over there. I said, well, maybe it's time we call them over and talk a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was just a kind of philosophy that, that I had. Uh, let's, let's go out there and work on our skills and let the players go out there and, and play the game and make some decisions.
0: You've been listening to part one of Dax's interview with Ed Jones. To hear the rest of the interview, click on to part two at DaxMyHand.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, which, why wouldn't you? You're listening to the legend. Tell somebody about it. What I need you to do is you share it on your Facebook and then get your friends to share
1: it. You've been listening to Dax My Hand,
0: the legend.